Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. 434 on a great day for talk radio. We'll update the news at the top of the hour. See if there's any further word on what's happened with the police presence around the CN Tower, as well as up there in York region around Canada's Wonderland. Uh, Rather vague, the tweet today didn't short on specifics, but I guess the threat was very real so that they saw enough uh, to move resources there. As somebody pointed out to me just moments ago uh, on social media, it's funny that the mayor and the police chief, uh, they've just increased the amount of money, I guess, for troubled neighborhoods uh, here by $15 million and probably spent about half of it this afternoon. <laughs> so They're that, testing the ice cream and roller coasters. Is that what it is? Okay. Uh, you know, we'll have to wait. Uh, that's all we can do. On the other hand, there are certain things that have been said very specifically. We know yesterday, uh, this in advance of the throne speech, that was uh, delivered earlier today at the legislature, but yesterday Doug Ford signaled that uh, he has the uh, retirement of the CEO of Hydro One well in hand and the entire board. They're gone. They're gone is basically what he was saying. Rather emphasize that. And the question lingers, though, if he's got a, a reset button of sorts that he's hit on this file, uh, what's the best way going forward to make sure that uh, customer satisfaction is increased and our bills get lowered? To find out how this whole thing might play out in the days ahead, Tom Adams has joined us, Independent Energy and Environmental Advisor. Tom, good to have you back on the Oakley Show. Good afternoon. Hey, John. How are you doing? Very good. Thanks. So, Tom, I mean, uh, is this what Ford is doing effectively, hitting a reset button on the Hydro One file? Well, I, I think what he's doing is politics. Um, uh, you know, he promised people he was going to, uh, uh, you know, uh, chop the, the CEO uh, loose. Um, uh, he, during the election campaign, he was referring to Mayo Schmidt as a crook. Um, uh, not sure what he was relying on for that claim, but, you know, so it, 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 this is very much in the style of a politician who says, I, I promise I deliver, right? You know, so he, he said he was going to get rid of uh, the board and CEO, and now he's, now he's done it. So there, but, of course, <laughs> there are more chips to fall, right? Like, I mean, it's just one thing to get rid of a guy. It's uh, another question, you know, what it's going to cost and how we're going to replace him. All right. I'm not sure he was calling the guy a crook necessarily, if uh, memory serves. You uh, sure about that, that he was referring to Mayo Schmidt in those terms? There was, there was a specific reference from, from Mr. Ford uh, in some communication during the campaign. Uh, of course, you know, during campaigns, right, people get heated up, and, uh, uh, you know, I, I, it, it certainly unnerved me at the time because, I, I, you know, that's, that's not my analysis of what's going on at Hydro One. All right, and so uh, I guess this is what people need to know, and this is one of my uh, principal questions to you. What difference does firing the CEO and the board make, except for politics? Good good question, good question. Uh, You know, uh, Schmidt hasn't been there, uh, you know, an awful long time. Um, uh, And, uh, you know, of course, Hydro One has had its troubles um, uh, over time. You know, they, they had a lot of difficulty with billing accuracy, for example, 
Um, uh, they, they haven't totally got that under control, but they're doing a, you know, a much, much better job on the, on the billing situation. Um, they've improved a labor relations uh, um, headache that they had running. They've improved some reliability in terms of storm response. Like, there's a bunch of things in the kind of real life of the utility that have been going actually not so bad uh, in, in, in recent years. Um, the, uh, you know, an, another factor is if you look at the compensation arrangements for the board and CEO, they're very standard incentive type uh, compensation arrangements for people in that type of position. Um, so it, it's not like we're going to be able to really radically change the incentives for the, uh, you know, the top leadership at the company and expect uh, different results. So, you know, I think Ford's going to have a challenge in terms of finding replacements that, uh, you know, that, that, that can deliver the kind of promises that he's talking about. You know, he's talking about big, uh, um, uh, you know, cost savings, rate savings. I, I, I'm not sure that uh, a new CEO is going to be able to deliver that. Again, with Tom Adams, Independent Energy and Environmental Advisor. Yeah, he's talked about saving the ratepayers an additional 12%. That's in addition to uh, what the Liberals had cobbled together a 25% saving with borrowed money deferring the uh, cost to ratepayers generations down the road, part of their fair hydro plan. So this 12% is tacked on to that 25%, if I understand it correctly. Uh, is that even possible to do, and how so? Well, you've got a, exactly a correct understanding of, of the, the promise that, uh, that Ford made during the campaign. It was uh, a 12% in addition to the 25% Fair Hydro plan. Of course, the Auditor General, the Financial Accountability Officer, have both gone after that Fair Hydro plan, that 25% reduction, just hammer and tongs, right? You know, mm-hmm. they, they, you know borrowed money is a stupid way to pay for power bills. Um, uh, and, and, you know, the Auditor General <laughs> said it in almost those terms, you know, it was pretty blunt stuff, right? Mm. Um, so Ford's got, uh, he, you know, if you're, if you're planning to be a politician who, you know, I promise you this, I delivered exactly what I said I was going to deliver, he's got a serious challenge coming up in terms of what he does with this rate promise. Uh, you know, it's it's one thing to to throw the CEO under the bus. It's it's quite another thing to to move around literally billions of annual revenue um, uh, that uh, the, that uh, uh, um, rate promise that he's made uh, constitutes. Well, he's saying that's going to be the dividend from the shares that the province still controls, and he'd give those back to the ratepayers. You know, uh, cut them a break that way, rather than retiring debt, which is what the liberals were earmarking it for. Uh, as well as selling off the chunk for infrastructure upgrades. And that's another question. I mean, the system, the Liberals' claim was that the system was so uh, dilapidated, uh, the infrastructure needed upgrades that was costing these billions and billions of dollars that were tacked onto hydro bills. What do you hear? What do you know? Yeah, well, you, you know, like, again, you're exactly right about this. You know, Ford's claim that he was going to deliver the 25 uh, uh, or the 12 percent uh, reduction, incremental reduction on the basis of uh, largely the, the uh, returning dividends from Hydro One. The problem with that whole theory is 
the dividends from Hydro One that come to the Ontario government, and there are, uh, you know, there's it's just still a substantial amount of money. It's already flowing to the ratepayer. This is already money that's all earmarked for, you know, uh, flowing into the system and uh, and and uh, defraying existing liabilities. So, you know, you can't spend a dollar twice. And uh, you know, at, at some point, this realization will be coming to the Ford government. I think we can anticipate that pretty uh, uh, clearly. He also signaled in the throne speech that they're going to keep uh, the Pickering nuclear plant open. Good idea or not? Yeah, that's, you, you know, so Pickering uh, went into service in 1971. Uh, you know, it's a, a very old design. Uh, it's a very high operating cost unit. It's the most expensive uh, nuclear power plant anywhere in the OECD on an operating cost basis. Um, you know, so this is uh, keeping it going has has a lot of costs associated with it. Of course, shutting it down, a lot of costs associated with it. Uh, I, I think this this question of uh, like squeezing the last drops from Pickering is is actually one of the most interesting kind of um, uh, kind of society and technology type questions that that we got in front of us. I, I think it's it deserves a real sit down conversation. Uh, uh, I, I, I can see strong arguments on both sides, but it needs to be, you know, kind of really laid out. I know OPG has got very strong feelings about this, uh, Ontario Power Generation. There's a lot of people work there at the plant. But just the fact that there's a huge parking lot with thousands of workers showing up every day, that, you know, from a ratepayer point of view, that's a big cost burden. So we've we got to make sure that that's really worthwhile. I, I know Ford's very keen on it, but I, he, he needs to think carefully about these things before he shoots his mouth off. And finally, before I let you go, next hour, Peter Tavins is going to join us, the NDP energy critic, and uh, he's already banging the drum to say we've got to buy back the outstanding shares, the privatized shares of Hydro One, and put it back in the uh, public hands. Does that make any sense to you? No, well, look, I, I'm really glad that Peter Tabins is in the legislature, and he knows a lot about the energy file, and that's going to be great for the debates. Um, but on this one, I think he's wrong. Um, uh, you know, buying back Hydro One is not really part of the big solution. Uh, I, I, you know, I think we got to look forward and not try to, you know, put the toothpaste back in the tube. Um, uh, you know, there's a good argument that the old Ontario Hydro was working quite a bit better than the current situation we got in front of us, but but that's we're not going to be able to just rewind the clock on that. So I would prefer that Mr. Tabins would use his, his, his insight to kind of, you know, focus more on the future. All right. Well, uh, let's crib that quote and see if we can play it back then when he joins us after 5 o'clock. Tom, really appreciate your input. Right on, John. Thank you. Tom Adams, Independent Energy and Environmental Advisor. Well, in some cases, the Ford government has signaled early on they're going back to the future sex ed curriculum, uh, perhaps even on fighting crime, empowering the police. Uh, some are saying, as we heard the discussion earlier, uh, Tavis returned to carding. Who knows? We're going to put it to Sue Ann Levy. She's going to join us next. She's got a whole lot to say on those matters and more in a moment on The Oakley Show. Global News Radio, 640 Toronto.